Kylie Jenner is one of the most famous people in the world. We've had an unprecedented level of access to her childhood and life. But who is she really? Well, that question is kind of tricky to answer. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. Hello, Zara McDonald. Hello, Michelle Andrews. We are back for part two. We are. What did we cover in episode one? Well, we covered a lot, including the fact that Kylie Jenner was on Keeping Up with the Kardashians at just 10 years old. By the age of 16, she was a fully fledged celebrity, and it felt like a lot of the world was speculating on whether or not she'd had plastic surgery. Yeah. Now, she was rumoured to be in an inappropriate relationship with Tiger when he was an adult and she was a teenager from around about the age of 16-ish, Mish. And the family did really seem to make excuses for this, but Kylie and Tiger also never properly confirmed what the nature of their relationship was at that time. By the time she turned 18, though, they were fully out and about as a couple. Yeah. That same year when she was 18, she turned the speculation over her lips into an extremely lucrative business. It was called Kylie Lip Kit, which later went on to become Kylie Cosmetics. In the last episode, we also spoke about how her dad, Caitlyn Jenner, transitioned and how much of that transition played out in the media before Caitlyn even had an opportunity to chat to her children about it. Yeah, now we wrapped the episode in late 2015 when Tiger and Kylie split, then got back together in lightning quick time. All right, Zara, to recap very, very quickly... Kylie and Tiger split in November 2015 amidst reports that Tiger had maybe been inappropriate with other women. Days later, though, they were very much back on. They attended the AMAs together and seemed happy. Fast forward to May 2016, though, and things were back off. In fact, this split came just days after Tiger's ex, Black China, revealed she was expecting a child with her then-fiancé, Rob Kardashian. So, bird's eye view, and I know this is confusing. I'm going to try and lay it out again. Kylie has a brother, Rob Kardashian. Rob Kardashian was expecting a child at this point and engaged to Black China. Black China is Tiger's ex-girlfriend and the mother of his child. Of course, Tiger and Kylie had been dating on and off for years at this point. I don't even think I got that. And I've been <laughs> deep in this. Anyway, a month later, Tiger and Kylie were back on. That is until April 2017 when they split for good, like good, good. For good, for good. Because we had lots of little splits over the years, but this was for good, good. Speaking on a reality show, Life of Kylie, Kylie said, there was absolutely not one thing wrong with me and T. Him and I will always, always have a good bond. There was no crazy fight. We just decided, well, I decided that I'm really young. I don't want to look back five years from now and feel like he took something from me when he's not really that type of person. I decided I'm really young. This is an interesting quote, right, because I can't work out if she's saying words that kind of infer something she doesn't mean or if she does mean what the quote seems to infer. Yeah, I don't want to look back five years from now and feel like he took something from me when he's really not that type of person. I actually... I don't know what to make of it. I find it to be a fascinating quote, given the context of them getting together, allegedly, supposedly, when she was very, very young. But I don't know. She also does talk in platitudes quite a lot. Mm. And she, I think one thing that we found really interesting and our 
journalist Eilish, as she was researching this, found very interesting, was like it, it was very hard to ever see if you could get anything from Kylie Jenner in any interview she'd done. She'd barely done any interviews. She's mm. been on reality TV her whole life, but she doesn't actually say much with her words. So part of me is like maybe she's trying to tell us something. Part of me is like she's not. Yeah, don't deep it at all. Yeah, 100%. Now, about two weeks after the news broke that Kylie and Tiger had split again, she was photographed at Coachella holding hands with Travis Scott. As per Teen Vogue, the sighting of Kylie 19 with Travis 24 comes just two weeks after news broke that she was taking another break from her on-again, off-again boyfriend of almost three years, Tiger. At the time, a source told people that it was definitely possible they'll work things out again. Also, a little aside, at Coachella, there were reports that Kylie and Travis Scott bumped into Tiger oh. and her and Tiger had a slightly awkward interaction. They like awkwardly hugged before walking away from uh, each other. Everybody's worst nightmare. So who was Travis Scott at this time? He was a rapper and by 2017, he had a pretty big profile within the music industry. By this point, he had already worked with Kanye West, who was at the time Kylie's brother-in-law. He had worked with The Weeknd, Drake and Justin Bieber, just to name a few. He was absolutely on his way up. I wouldn't say he was household famous or like A-list musician. For example, he was the opening act on Kendrick Lamar's Damn Tour for some of those dates. So people knew him who were really into that genre of rap, but he wasn't well known generally. No, he was like a big up and comer though. Yeah. Someone who was kind of recognised to have a bunch of potential. Now this meant that before April had even finished, a headline in Vogue appeared declaring, meet Kylie Jenner's new boyfriend. Well, they were pretty much on. So as they soon were as on. they were seen together, they were spotted together all the time. Yeah, by June 2017, the couple had matching butterfly tattoos on their ankles. Now that same month, June 2017, we need to pause on the Travis and Kylie narrative for a second and talk about something else because Kendall and Kylie Mish were releasing another collab. Yeah, this time it was to launch a line of shirts. The collection was called Rock V Rap and featured t-shirts that had vintage images of musicians like Biggie Smalls, Tupac, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd and more with photos and screenshots and logos from Kendall and Kylie superimposed on top. So it's taking iconic images of musicians and then on top of those images, putting photos of Kylie and Kendall on top. It's 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 a choice. It's a funny concept. <laughs> now, it's kind of hard to describe how these looked. I mean, Mish, you did a pretty good job then. But like, imagine the overall vibe being like your classic vintage band tee with very blatant Jenna sister branding plastered all over the top of Often these. in like bikinis as well. Yeah. yeah. Now we will post the images to our Instagram so you can see. Now these teas were controversial for a couple of reasons. Firstly, the price point. Each tea was $125 USD. That's a lot Which for is a, a lot of money. And there were just a number of issues with the drop. Take this from Refinery29. First, how can a brand new $125 top available in multiples be authentically thrifted? <laughs> Sorry. A lot of the pushing and marketing was buy these thrifted tees, yeah. buy these vintage thrifted t-shirts. Yeah. Second, there's something that just feels off about the way the tees are overly sexualized. But the biggest head scratcher for me is, why did a family constantly called out for appropriating black culture think it was a good idea to cover the faces of icons and music pioneers like Tupac and Biggie with their own? It's a good question. As we all know, over the years, the Kardashians and the Jenners have been called out for cultural appropriation quite a bit. In Kylie's case, 
One of the biggest controversies actually had occurred a couple of years before this when she shared photos of her wearing cornrows to Instagram. Those photos upset a decent number of people and led to Kylie being accused of cultural appropriation. It's also worth noting that Kylie captioned one photograph with the Beyonce lyric, I woke up like this. So there was a history here and I think the Rock V Rap t-shirts were maybe the straw that broke the camel's back a little bit. I don't even know if I would say they're the straw that broke the camel's back. I think straws were breaking for years. People were talking about this for years. But again, in the context of all of this, people were like, what are you doing? Like, it's just one foolish and ill-thought-out decision after another in this context. I mean, actor Amanda Stenberg actually commented on one of the photos where Kylie was wearing the hairstyle mesh, these photos you were just talking about. And she wrote, when you appropriate black features and culture but fail to use your position of power to help black Americans by directing attention towards your wigs instead of police brutality or racism... Now, this is kind of interesting Mm. and strange because Kylie responded to Amanda's comment saying, mad if I don't, mad if I do, go hang with Jaden or something. That is a confusing response. I mean, the interpretation at the time was that Kylie reportedly dated Jaden Smith, as in Will and Jada's son, Jaden Smith, when she was a teenager. And Amanda and Jaden had gone to prom together in 2015. So this was intended to be some kind of shade from Kylie to Amanda, but like no one really understood what she was trying to get at. No, not at all. It just seemed like an odd thing to respond when you were kind of being accused of these things. A year later, Kylie wore this hairstyle again and received the same backlash. Josie Pickens at Refinery29 wrote, cultural appropriation is a serious issue and I'm not naive enough to believe that Kylie Jenner hasn't been aware of the many ways she has appropriated and commodified black culture both in the past and apparently still today. Chris Jenner didn't raise no fools. We know that. For Chris, any press is good press, even if that press depicts the Kardashian-Jenner clan in a negative light. So you had all of this going on in the background for years and then you've got the launch of these T-shirts. Now, that same Refinery29 article that I referenced earlier regarding the t-shirts went on. By placing Kylie Jenner's picture over two parks and not just any image but a bikini selfie, these t-shirts whitewash these artists and their purpose. It's way easier for young white fans to enjoy the musicians at a safe distance, independent of their own merits. Mm, In even worse news for the sisters, the families of the late musicians who featured on these t-shirts were quite upset, really upset, about the whole thing. Valetta Wallace, who is the mother of the late musician Biggie Smith, Malls shared her anger on Instagram at the time. She posted an image that showed the T with Kendall Jenner's face superimposed on top and then painted a big red X over it and put it on her feed. In her caption, she wrote, I am not sure who told at Kylie Jenner and at Kendall Jenner that they had the right to do this. The disrespect of these girls to not even reach out to me or anyone connected to the estate baffles me. I have no idea why they feel they can exploit the deaths of Tupac and my son to sell a t-shirt. This is disrespectful, disgusting and exploitation at its worst. She did not mince her words. No. This became quite a big story and it didn't end there. The team behind the band The Doors issued the Jenna sisters with a cease and desist allegedly for not contacting surviving members of the band before superimposing Kendall's face over their logo on one of their shirts. And also we had Sharon Osbourne joining the chat because she's of course married to Ozzy Osbourne who who was part of Black Sabbath, which is another band that they featured on their line of tees. Sharon Osbourne tweeted, Girls, you haven't earned the right to put your face with musical icons. Stick to what you know, lip gloss. Now that got 330,000 likes. 
there's a lot going on there, I think, with that one as well, because I think so much of this criticism is warranted. It is also interesting to note that at this time, people like Sharon Osbourne did kind of resort to misogyny Mm. to kind of maybe distract from a broader, more important point, but like lip gloss. They were constantly put in this basket as girls who only understood makeup. Well, girls who were idiots as well. Yeah, and in fairness, like this was a really foolish decision. Oh my God, it's so embarrassing. It's really embarrassing, but I don't want to ignore the fact that they were also treated like really big dummies. Yeah. This was kind of the vibe. Yeah. On June 29, 2017, they felt compelled to release a statement in the form of a notes app apology. They posted this to their social media accounts. These designs were not well thought out and we deeply apologise to anyone who has been upset and or offended, especially to the families of the artists. We are huge fans of their music and it was not our intention to disrespect these cultural icons in any way. The t-shirts have been pulled from retail and all images have been removed. We will use this as an opportunity to learn from these mistakes. And again, we are very sorry. Now, before we check back in with Travis and Kylie, we have to very briefly update you on where Kylie Cosmetics was at this Mm. point, because it is pretty wild how quickly this company was growing. On August 9, 2017, Women's Wear Daily ran an analysis of Kylie Cosmetics growth alongside an exclusive interview with Kylie and Kris Jenner. Now, this piece is pretty fascinating, Mish, so we're going to have a look at some of the numbers and the quotes. Yeah, well, here's one passage in this Women's Wear Daily piece. Ever since 19-year-old Kylie Jenner launched her now signature Kylie lip kits on November 30, 2015, when the three shades sold out in seconds, there has been raging speculation about the size of her business, with guesstimates ranging from 50 million up to 300 million being tossed around by those in the financial, beauty and tech spaces. Yeah, the report went on to confirm that at this time, Kylie Cosmetics had done a whopping $420 million in retail sales in just 18 months. Kris Jenner even sent documentation to Women's Wear Daily to confirm this figure. Now, to put this in context, let's read about some of Kylie's competitors at the time. This is a section from the Women's Wear Daily piece. For perspective, the Estee Lauder-owned Tom Ford Beauty was said to have reached revenues of $500 million after a decade, and the brand is considered to be one of the two fastest growing in Lauder's portfolio, along with Joe Malone. Bobby Brown, also part of the Estee Lauder stable, took 25 years to reach the billion-dollar mark in 2016, with L'Oreal's Lancome finally hitting the milestone in 2015 after 80 years. Wow. The article also shared that Kylie Cosmetics' biggest day of sales at the time was November 21, 2016, when she launched that year's holiday collection. Apparently, the company did $19 million of sales in just a day. Here's a quote from Kris Jenner about the success of Kylie Cosmetics. When you talk about advertising and the way businesses and brands are doing their PR and their print ads and the stuff they do, it's so interesting that the telephone, something that we use just solely for communication, is now responsible for 80% of almost everything everyone does, especially in this millennial generation of kids who look up to my girls and follow every move that they make on their phone. That translates into some of the sales that we have. We can really track where they are coming from. What do we mean 80% of almost everything everyone does? I'm obsessed with that stuff. now responsible for 80% of almost everything everyone does. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I think... Everything, it, everywhere, all at once. I think it's... I mean, we're, we always use our phones, but it is just... <laughs> I, I can't work out if she kind of just pulled that stat from nowhere. <laughs> now, it's worth noting that Chris did most of the talking in this interview. Here's how Women's Wear Daily described Kylie in person. 
Kylie is much like any teenager meeting a stranger, reserved, watchful, and ceding the floor to her mother, Chris, who is Chief Financial Officer of Kylie Cosmetics, speaks to all things business-related with an equal mix of know-how and charm. But Kylie is as dialed in as one would be on the creative end. Chris described Kylie as being completely immersed in certain processes, which span coming up with products to create and in what shades, as well as conceptualising elaborate limited edition kits with themes and packaging Kylie knows will resonate with her 96.4 million Instagram followers. Mm, Kylie's business was booming and Chris was particularly keen on the world knowing about it. We're going to circle back to this because there is a lot to unpack when it comes to Kylie Cosmetics and Kylie Jenner's finances. But before we do, Zara, we need to tell the world that Kylie was pregnant. But first, a word from today's sponsor. Alrighty, Mish. So on September 22, 2017, People ran a report with the headline, Kylie Jenner surprised but so happy to be expecting baby girl with Travis Scott. It's kind of worth acknowledging that knowing what we know now, it appears that these two fell pregnant in early to mid-May 2017, so about a month after they got together. Yeah. Kylie at the time was 20 years old. Now the report went on. Kylie Jenner is pregnant with a baby girl. Multiple sources confirmed to People. A source tells People the 20-year-old reality star and business mogul is due in February with her first child with rapper Travis Scott. They started telling friends a few weeks ago, says the source. The family is known for quite some time. She is really excited and so is Travis. This report included a quote from another insider who had details about how the couple were hiding this information from the world. The insider adds Jenna was worried people would find out she was pregnant before she was ready to share the news. So she started posting old photos of herself on social media that flaunted her flat stomach. Though nobody from Kylie's camp provided comment on this report, the internet took this news and absolutely ran with it. Yeah, Chris Jenner outright denied that Kylie was pregnant the day after the original report surfaced. In an interview with The Cut, she said, I just woke up this morning. Kylie's not confirmed anything. I think it's kind of wild that everyone is just assuming that it's just happening. Something happens every single day. You never know what's going to break at any moment. <laughs> so not no? What are we talking about? <laughs> In the meantime, Kylie was continuing to post on Instagram. Here's how Vanity Fair described those posts. Kylie is going out of her way to create a sense of mystery. In the two posts she put up on Instagram since Friday, it's hard to tell one way or another if she's pregnant, she's rumoured to be due in February, or if they are even current pictures of her. In a Snapchat video posted on Sunday night, a standard Kylie driving while snapping clip, it's similarly hard to tell what's going on. On his radio show, Ryan Seacrest actually texted Chris Jenner for further information. And again, she said this, Kylie's not confirming anything. Do you know, I've just remembered last night. What? I had a dream about Kylie Jenner <gasps> and she was 40, actually 45 years old. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know we banned me from talking about yeah. dreams, but it's truly just surfaced as we're sitting here in this script. And I'm like, and Stormy was like 20. Any other info other than their ages? No. What were they getting up but to? But I was like, when did this happen? I thought Stormy was five. You are the oracle. Maybe you can like see the future in your dreams. Well, I can see that. Well, she is going to be 40 actually, so maybe. Now, back to the script. Now, there was one member of the family who didn't exactly stick to the agreed script. A representative for Caitlyn Jenner told the Sun, which is a UK tabloid, that she was told about the pregnancy, and I quote, some time ago. So in a roundabout way, Kylie's pregnancy was confirmed by her dad's rep. 
Yeah, people were a little confused about all the mixed messages as per Vanity Fair. Was Caitlin's comment part of Chris's scheme? Is she waiting to deploy the news in a premiere of a new season of The Kardashians this Sunday? How is the timing of this confirmation going to fit with the presumed confirmation, which we are also still awaiting, that Kim and Kanye are expecting via a surrogate? Ten years later, these Kardashians are still somehow managing to keep us on their toes. Yeah, well, the rumours did coincide perfectly with the premiere of season 14 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Over the following months, though, Kylie kept completely out of the spotlight. She was so absent from this season of Keeping Up that in one episode, Chloe joked that Kylie was, and I quote, the new Rob, which is a reference to how reclusive Rob Kardashian has been for like a decade now. There's something kind of clever about this strategy, I think, because clearly when Kylie Jenner fell pregnant, and we know this from conversations she's had publicly since, is she really wanted this to be a very private time. Mm. But they're not allowed to be private at all. They're not allowed to do anything out of the public eye. So I imagine they all sat down and said, okay, if you want to do this, you're going to have to let us leak it to people around the time of the season launching. So there's some hype around this season and then you're just not going to be in it and people are going to kind of guess why. And you have to let us joke about it a little bit. Yeah, 100%. And then you can have your time away. We can still benefit from it Mm -hmm. and people aren't going to be creating different stories about why you're not around. Now, in November 2017, a source told Told people, a source. Kylie wants to disappear and be out of the spotlight and focus on her health and happiness. Kylie isn't going to publicly address the pregnancy until she gives birth. She is not doing any public appearances. I just wanted to take six months off. Sure enough, on Feb 5, 2018, then 20-year-old Kylie Jenner posted this statement to her Instagram page. I'm sorry for keeping you in the dark through all the assumptions. I understand you're used to me bringing you along on all my journeys. My pregnancy was one I chose not to do in front of the world. I knew for myself I needed to prepare for this role of a lifetime in the most positive, stress-free and healthy way I knew how. There was no gotcha moment, no big paid reveal I had planned. I knew my baby would feel every stress and every emotion, so I chose to do it this way for my little life and our happiness. Yeah, she continued, pregnancy has been the most beautiful, empowering and life-changing experience I've had my entire life and I'm actually going to miss it. I appreciate my friends and especially my family for helping me make this special moment as private as we could. My beautiful and healthy baby girl arrived Feb 1st and I just couldn't wait to share this blessing. I have never felt love and happiness like this I could burst Thank you for understanding. That same day, she also posted an 11-minute video titled To Our Daughter. I remember exactly where we were. Same! We watched this together at work. I think we were at Mamma Mia at the time. Yeah, I remember turning around to you and be like, oh my God. It might have been you telling me the video was out and then we watched it together. I just remember watching it together. And then remember the meme of her holding her stomach. She's in that like pink lit room. And I think it's like... and. Suddenly I was 34 weeks pregnant or and all of a sudden I was 36 weeks yeah, pregnant yeah. and then that took off. Oh my god, it was a real I felt pretty emotional <laughs> watching this video. I don't know if you did, but basically as you said it was kind of like a diary of her pregnancy and her daughter's birth. It kind of followed Kylie and Travis to medical appointments, ultrasounds. You saw them spend time with their families over Christmas Mm. in 2017. We saw her baby shower. We saw members of the Kardashian family record messages to the baby. Kylie's friends did too. I mean, Kylie's bestie, Jordan Woods, is the first person to speak to the camera in the video, and she's holding the camera most of the time too. Do we want to insert a clip of it here? Please. Whatever your name is going to be, This is how I found out about you. Your mother and I were living our lives, having fun. She met your father and they just hit it off. Chemistry. I am impressed. 
impressed by Kylie. I mean, I don't think she does everything flawlessly. That goes without saying. But I really admired her for keeping this to herself. I feel like pregnancy, I mean, it's up to each woman what she does. But the idea of her being pregnant at 19 and then 20 and giving birth and not really letting the world in. It just seemed to be a deviation away from what the rest of her family had been doing. And I always found that refreshing about Kylie Jenner. I completely agree. As you say, it's like, it's not necessarily as much about the decision itself, but the fact that it was a decision that she made against what her family always does. And I think that shows a lot of backbone. Yes. Deciding what is right for you and nobody else. And I remember respecting it at the time, thinking like, it is impressive that somebody who's grown up in the public eye for this long has decided she wants to buck the things she's been taught. Mm. I quite liked that. Now, it's also interesting because people didn't always feel exactly how we did about this video. Slate published an interesting and kind of damning analysis of the video. And in that they wrote, In spite of the name, the video to our daughter is not really for their daughter. It's for us, us and our inexplicable but insatiable hunger for this highly uninteresting family. In this rosy look at a pregnancy of privilege, there's only one thing to worry about. A concern voiced by one of Jenna's pyjama-clad baby shower attendees. What if she's like anti-makeup? What if indeed? Again, you've got this criticism that's constantly levelled at people like Kylie around the makeup thing. Oh, my God. And also the arrogance. Sorry. Yeah. The arrogance of calling the Kardashian Jenners highly highly uninteresting. uninteresting. It's not just arrogant and pompous and it's incorrect. Condescending. It's just incorrect. Like you can't every single metric tells us the opposite is true. And I just roll my eyes so much at the culture critics or the writers who try and suggest that they're highly uninteresting simply because this individual writer finds them highly uninteresting. And if that was even the case, you wouldn't be writing an article about it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the thing. It's like, it's the fact that it's so not based in fact Mm. that the stats will constantly tell us a different story, but we still have this deep desire to roll our eyes at them that will kind of make up stories. Well, it's like this intellectual superiority. It's like, oh, you people find them interesting. Me, I'm so highbrow, I could never. But I'm still writing an article about it that will get clicks because I know you find this interesting. Now, the last piece of the baby puzzle fell into place on February 7, 2018, when Kylie posted a photo of her daughter with her tiny little fingers wrapped around her thumb and captioned it with her name, Stormy Webster. The post pretty much broke the internet all over again. Stormy's name reveal became the most liked Instagram post of all time at that time, reaching 13.8 million likes within 24 hours. I meant to put this in our notes and I just realised I forgot. Do you remember how Kylie kept breaking the record for most liked Instagram photo? And then there was this uprising for the the most liked egg. Yeah. And then the egg overtook and the whole campaign was like, we want to beat Kylie Jenner's most liked. That was actually quite funny at the time. (laughs) The human spirit getting behind the egg. (laughs) See, times like that, I really love the internet. Yeah, same. Like this fucking little egg wanted to be the most liked Instagram photo. (laughs) Other times I fucking hate the internet. (laughs) Now let's fast forward very slightly to July 2018 when Kylie Jenner graced the cover of Forbes under the headline $900 million cosmetics queen Kylie Jenner. At 21, she's set to become the youngest ever self-made billionaire Welcome to the era of extreme fame leverage. God, how could anyone forget about this? The claim that Kylie was about to become the youngest self-made billionaire ever, male or female, 
was absolutely monumental. I mean, first of all, let's talk about the milestone itself. If this eventuated, Forbes wrote, Kylie would beat Mark Zuckerberg, who became a billionaire at the age of 23. Here's the lay of the land for Kylie Cosmetics in 2018 as per Forbes. Kylie Cosmetics launched two years ago with a $29 lip kit consisting of a matching set of lipstick and lip liner and has sold more than $630 million worth of makeup since, including an estimated $330 million in 2017. Even using a conservative multiple and applying our standard 20% discount, Forbes values her company, which has since added other cosmetics like eyeshadow and concealer, at nearly $800 million. Kylie Jenner owns 100% of it. Yeah, wow. On top of this, Forbes claimed that the rest of Kylie's wealth was accrued through endorsement sponsorships, keeping up with the Kardashians and the single season run of her spin-off show, Life of Kylie. There was a lot of conversation about this profile at the time, mainly due to the use of the term <laughs> self-made. God, I remember this so well. This was massive. This Ro- was like one of the early stories we covered on our show. It really was. Yeah, writer Roxanne Gay said of the term self-made, it is not shade to point out that Kylie Jenner is not self-made. She grew up in a wealthy, famous family. Her success is commendable, but it comes by virtue of her privilege. Words have meaning and it behoves the dictionary to remind us of that. Yeah, it's so interesting because I was trying to find different quotes to put in here or different tweets. There were so many. Mm. I just didn't want to spend the whole episode today talking about this conversation. But this conversation was everywhere. Everywhere. And everybody was criticising it. For her part, Kylie did respond to these criticisms in an interview with Interview Magazine, your (laughs) favourite magazine title, the German arm of the Interview Magazine. She said, there's really no other word to use other than self-made because that is the truth. That is the category that I fall under. I am a special case because before I started Kylie Cosmetics, I had a huge platform and lots of fans. I did not get money from my parents past the age of 15. I used 100% of my own money to start the company. Not a dime in my bank account is inherited, and I am very proud of that. I appreciate what she's getting at. I really do. It's just incorrect. Like, okay, literally the money in your bank account was not inherited by a loved one passing away. It was inherited by Chris Jenner signing a contract with E when you were 10 years old, though. 100%. But then I also kind of appreciate why she's like, well, what other category are you expecting me to fall under? Like, yeah. these are the specific categories. It would have been nice to hear, like, maybe other things I have inherited. Yeah. I don't know. It was a really fascinating conversation at the time, to be honest. Now... It's safe to say that this point in her life with this cover was quite controversial and funnily enough, was only going to get more controversial. This specific story Mm. was going to get more controversial in the ensuing months and years. But first, let's turn back to Kylie and Jordan Woods for a second, Mish. Yeah, well, it's pretty important to note that these two were close, like more like family, more like, I don't know, the closest you could be as sisters than just your average pair of best friends. Since Kylie had moved out of home as a teenager, she had lived with Jordan Woods. She pointed to this in a video for Vogue, for instance, where she said, I test out most of my makeup on Jordan because we live together. So I'm like, Jordan, I need you. Kylie was living with Jordan, but she wasn't living with Travis Scott, her boyfriend and the father of her baby. I think that just illustrates how close Jordan and Kylie were at this time and explains why Kris Jenner, for example, referred to Jordan Woods as, and I quote, another daughter. Like Jordan was 
so deeply embedded in the Kardashian Jenners. Yeah. Now, with all of this in mind, let's fast forward to Feb 2019 when a tabloid website called Hollywood Unlocked posted a story with the headline Hollywood Unlocked exclusive. Tristan Thompson spotted getting cozy with Jordan Woods at a party. It's kind of funny. I'd never heard of Hollywood Unlocked when this happened and I haven't heard of them since. Now, this is arguably one of the biggest celebrity scandals in recent history. Naturally, of course, we've covered this in depth on the podcast and also in our Khloe Kardashian scandal series. So if you'd like to hear a blow-by-blow on this, that's the place to go. With that being said, we do have to cover this as it relates to Kylie Jenner specifically and her close relationship to Jordan Woods. So we'll give a Spark Notes version. Yeah, great analogy. Kylie's half-sister, Chloe, was in somewhat of a rocky relationship with Tristan Thompson at this time. They had a baby together. That was true. She was born in April 2018. But two days before True's birth, the tabloid media ran reports that claimed Tristan had cheated on Chloe with multiple women throughout her pregnancy. Ultimately, paparazzi photos came out, videos came out. It was all very damning and it did not look good for Tristan whatsoever. It seemed like maybe they broke up, but only very briefly. Chloe decided to try and mend their relationship and they remained together until Feb 2019. That's when Tristan was spotted at a house party with Jordan Woods on his lap and apparently shared a kiss with her. Yeah, years later, Jordan explained everything to Cosmopolitan magazine. She said, I didn't know how to feel after the kiss. I was like, that didn't just happen. I need to go. I was leaving already, so I walked out immediately. I got in the car. I was in shock. Unfortunately for Jordan, an editor from Hollywood Unlocked was at this party and witnessed her interactions with Tristan firsthand. Within a day, it was making headlines around the world. During an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kylie shared her immediate thoughts on the situation. She said, Jordan's probably the closest person to me on this planet. I'm in a very weird position because I care so much about my family. I also care about Jordan. It's a lot of ups and downs, sad, angry. It's a roller coaster of emotions. I don't know what to say. In that same episode, Kylie actually called Kim after Kim posted a series of Snapchat stories singing along to breakup songs with Chloe's best friend, Malika. Speaking to Kim, Kylie said, I just feel like we're bigger than this, we're better than this. And if you want to call her, yell at her, do whatever you want, or let's talk in person. But I feel like the singing and the internet stuff, it's just not okay. I'm not defending anybody. Chloe should feel angry. We just don't need to bully someone is all I'm saying. She came across, as in Kylie came across, so well in these episodes that she was the only one in the family, apart from maybe Kourtney Kardashian, who kept a level head and kept some level of dignity and respect for Jordan Woods in the whole thing. Like, yes, she was angry, but for Kylie to be so young and be telling her other sisters, let's not bully someone on the internet, it's an interesting dynamic to witness. I sometimes forget Kim Kardashian's track record on the internet. Oh, it's not great. She's so different now to how she used to be, but she used to be incredibly messy and snarky. She's all she, but she also wasn't that young. No, no, no. It's not like she could say I was twenty years old and I was foolish and I didn't know how the internet worked. She was maybe mid thirties when this was all going down. It was a lot. Now Kylie went on to explain that the previous night Jordan had dropped by Kylie's house to pick up some things after moving to her mum's house during the scandal. Kylie teared up on the phone to Kim as she said. She got her things and she came in and just like the look in her eye. She's obviously just really going through it. I don't think anyone deserves this. Let's just express everything to each other in person, however we feel. 
Yeah, so Kylie was really trying to protect Jordan, even though she didn't agree with her actions. In the direct aftermath of the scandal, though, something happened with Kylie Cosmetics that kicked up a whole new bunch of headlines. So a couple of days after the scandal made news, Alua ran a story that revealed that Kylie's lip kit collab with Jordan Woods had been put on sale at 50% off. Here's a passage from that story. While no one in the family has directly spoken about the drama, Kylie Jenner sent quite a message on the Kylie Cosmetics website today by deeply discounting the Geordie Velvet Liquid Lipstick Lip Kit named for her possibly former BFF. To fans, this looks like a very calculated move that Jordan was out, that Kylie was done with the friendship and therefore discounting the lipstick they made together at 50%. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can understand why it looked kind of weird, but yeah. to Kylie, this was not at all the case. In an interview with the New York Times, she clarified that not only did she not intentionally mark down the product, she also had no idea it was on sale at all. As per the New York Times, on the phone the other day, Kylie told me she didn't know that the Geordie had been discounted and that she called an employee as soon as she heard. She said it had been put on sale a couple of weeks earlier as the company switched from white to black packaging. That is just not my character. I would never do something like that. And when I saw it, I was like thrown back. Jordan knows I didn't actually put it on sale. I mean, of course, I actually genuinely believe this. I completely believe her. Kylie Jenner is not going to know what products are on sale at what time. No It's also just like a weirdly catty thing to do when she's on the record not wanting this to be catty. Well, she's never been catty. When she says it's not my character... I wholeheartedly believe her. Now, it's fascinating because as everything with Jordan was happening, Kylie's relationship with Travis Scott was also reportedly on the rocks. On March 1, 2019, when Kylie was 21 years old, TMZ ran a report with this headline, Kylie Jenner accuses Travis Scott of cheating, goes out without him on Thursday night. Yeah, the report alleged that Travis Scott cancelled a performance not because of illness, as he claimed, but so he could stay in LA to work things out with Kylie because, as per reports, Kylie had accused him of cheating on her. People jumped on this story too and quoted a source that said, Kylie had a rough week. She is still devastated about Jordan and had an argument with Travis after she checked his phone and saw something she didn't like. Travis says he didn't cheat. Kylie was upset at first, but she isn't breaking up with him. For a while, we heard nothing both on Jordan and Travis. All we had was news in August 2019 that Kylie had actually unfollowed Jordan on Instagram. And it turns out, though, the reports around Travis were... I don't want to say right, but kind of hinting in the right direction because we would soon learn that around the same time Kylie lost Jordan, she lost Travis too. Yeah, we need to fast forward a little bit because six months after the cheating rumours made it into the tabloids, people ran a report with this headline, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott taking some time apart after two years of dating. Kylie confirmed this split on Twitter, writing, Travis and I are on great terms and our main focus right now is Stormy, our friendship and our daughter is priority. Yeah, after they went public with the split, Travis also took the opportunity to deny cheating on her. In a post to Instagram, he said, it's really affecting when you see false things said about you. Once again, these false stories about me cheating are just simply not true. Focusing on life, music and family at this moment is what's real. Mm, So at this time, Kylie and Travis were over, but still co-parenting Stormy, of course. That's Kylie's personal life. What was happening in her career around this time? 
things were going pretty swimmingly for a time. In March 2019, Forbes confirmed that, yes, in their opinion, Kylie had officially become the world's youngest ever self-made billionaire and that they had seen the required tax documents to prove that substantial wealth. So just to recap, there was the 2018 article where Forbes was predicting this would be the case and then the 2019 confirmation that it had occurred and it had happened. Yeah, (laughs) Like, why didn't we just do it when it happened? Yeah. But anyway, fast forward to 2020, though, and the title was stripped away from Kylie Jenner by the very people who had handed it to her. Mm. This was dramatic. In this May, is so good. <laughs> in May 2020, Forbes themselves published a bombshell investigation into Kylie's cosmetics and Kylie herself with the headline, Inside Kylie Jenner's Web of Lies and Why She's No Longer a Billionaire. What a headline. No holding back. Now, there are quite a few numbers that are being thrown around in this piece. We're going to fill you in on the basics that you need to know. So six months before this brand new Forbes piece came out accusing Kylie Jenner of lying and not actually being a billionaire, Kylie had sold 51% of her company for $600 million. That's American dollars. The buyer was Coty Incorporated, which is a massive beauty company that owns CoverGirl, Max Factor, Rimmel, and a bunch of other brands. Yeah. Now, because Coty is a publicly traded company, it means documentation surrounding the sale was, of course, made available to the public. And unfortunately for Kylie, some of the information in these documents didn't quite make sense. Forbes opened their piece with this. Earlier this year, Kylie Jenner sold half her cosmetics company in one of the greatest celebrity cash-outs of all time. But the deal's fine print reveals that she has been inflating the size and success of her business. Kylie's business is significantly smaller and less profitable than the family has spent years leading the cosmetics industry and media outlets, including Forbes, to believe. The unusual lengths to which the Jenners have been willing to go, including inviting Forbes into their mansion and CPA's office, and even creating tax returns that were likely forged, reveals just how desperate of the ultra-rich are to look even richer. Sorry, creating tax returns that were likely forged. This bit, this piece. Oh, my God. Like, wow. It went on. Based on this new information, plus the impact of COVID-19 on beauty stocks and consumer spending, Forbes now thinks that Kylie Jenner, even after pocketing an estimated $340 million after taxes from the sale, is not a billionaire. Yikes. It's a funny one, right? Because on one hand, you've got Cody paying her $600 million for 51%. So according to Cody, this is a business worth, what, $1.2 billion. Billion. Yeah. But the numbers within it don't indicate a business that's worth $1.2 billion. Forbes went quite deeply into those numbers, and we're going to try and make sense of them all. According to Forbes, many industry experts claimed that Cody had spent way too much on a company that, and I quote, could prove to just be a fad. It was very of the time as well, quite a few years ago. I mean, we're talking four or five years ago now, that when companies were bought and sold, Mm -hmm. the value of them is now regarded, the value of so many of them is regarded as quite inflated. Particularly beauty and tech companies in like the COVID era. Totally. Now, you were speaking to the numbers before, Mish. Let's get to them. This is what Forbes reported. Here's what revenue was over a 12-month period preceding the 2019 deal. 
177 million, according to the Coty presentation, far lower than the published estimates at the time. More problematic, Coty said that sales were up 40% from 2018, meaning the business only generated about $125 million that year, nowhere near the $360 million that Jenners had led Forbes to believe. Kylie's skincare line, which launched in May 2019, did $100 million in revenue in its first month and a half, Kylie's reps told us. The filings show it was actually on track to finish the year with just $25 million in sales. Face went on. If Kylie Cosmetics did $125 million in sales in 2018, how could it have done $307 million in 2016 as the company's supposed tax return state or $330 million in 2017? Yikes. I mean, it's a good point, basically, what Forbes is saying is, well, we were told that in 2016, Kylie Cosmetics made $307 million, the year later, $330 million, but according to the Cody sale in 2018... They made 125. Yeah, and Forbes is saying we weren't just told this; we were shown documentation that Tax was returns. supposed to support what we were being told. So Forbes was making an absolutely huge accusation. Here's part of the report: What's most likely is the business was never that big to begin with, and the Jenners have lied about it every year since 2016, including having their accountant draft tax returns with false numbers to help juice Forbes's estimates of Kylie's earnings and net worth. While we can't prove that those documents were fake, though it's likely, it's clear that Kylie's camp has been lying. How insane is that? All in all, Forbes tripped Kylie's title as a billionaire and corrected her net worth to around $900 million. (laughs) Now, maybe $100 million here or there doesn't seem like that much to lie about, but ultimately... Forbes accusing one of the biggest celebrities in the world of faking tax documents is pretty wild. In direct response to this article, Kylie tweeted, What am I even waking up to? I thought this was a reputable site. All I see are a number of inaccurate statements and unproven assumptions, lol. I've never asked for any title or tried to lie my way there ever, period. Even creating tax returns that were likely forged. That's your proof? So you just thought they were forged? Like, actually, what am I reading? But okay, I am blessed beyond my years. I have a beautiful daughter, a successful business, and I'm doing perfectly fine. I can name a list of 100 things more important right now than fixating on how much money I have. What do you make of all of that? Does she have a point? Is this a fair defense? What do we make of it? I think it's kind of an annoying response, if yeah. I'm totally honest. Especially I can name a list of 100, 100. things no, you more guys, important than my wealth. You guys wanted to make this the story. You have PR teams, like a whole PR team geared towards getting your wealth out there and published and getting you on the cover of Forbes. Forbes. You can't then turn around and be like, there are a hundred things more interesting about me. It's gaslighty. It's definitely gaslighty because it's like, whether or not she knew that this was happening behind the scenes and these were the documents that were passed on for Forbes is kind of a different story. And I think some people might be listening to this being like, does this genuinely matter? Like if they're valuing her net worth at 900 million compared to a billion, does that matter? I think what matters is less what the value of her net worth is now And the lengths that celebrities were clearly trying to go, the length of the Jenners, which is clearly trying to go, to kind of get Kylie on the cover and to get this press. And I can understand why Forbes were pissed off. They felt like they were taken for a ride. And it kind of discredits their entire operation. 100%. In a more official response, reps for Kylie and Chris sent this statement to Forbes. This statement was only sent after the piece was published. So the Forbes article was updated to include this. The statement read, the accusations that the Jenners and or their accountants falsified tax returns and then lied about their 2016 revenues for the last four years are absolutely false. A few months later, so after this all kind of simmered down a little bit, 
Forbes degraded Kylie Jenner's wealth again. They claimed she was actually worth about $700 million. They still included her on their 2020 list of America's richest self-made women and noted that she was still the youngest woman on the list at 23 years old. Yeah, like she's still super successful. No one's arguing with that. No, but I'm fascinated if they did falsify documents. I'm fascinated. I think it's interesting. I think we should care about it. I think we should care about it too. Now, this was a pretty decently sized scandal for a young Kylie Jenner. But 2021, the next year, carried more controversy than all her previous years combined. (sighs) Mish, we've still got a whole other episode to go, but we're going to leave this one here. (laughs) A big thank you to our pop culture journalist, Eilish Gilligan, for doing the research on this one. It's been quite the job for Eilish to put together. If you want to listen to part three, guys, you know you can. You can subscribe to Shame More on Spotify or Apple right now. Part three is waiting for you. It is waiting for you. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Zara McDonald, for co-hosting. Thanks to our podcast producer, Annabelle Lee, for editing. We'll be back in your ears on Thursday. And thanks to you. Bye. Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, hello, guys. It is Mish here. If you're hearing me, it means you've just listened to an entire episode of Shameless or Scandal and clearly like this celebrity and pop culture stuff. Well, we don't just make podcasts here at Shameless Media. The team actually work really hard on creating quality newsletters and written content too. The Shameless newsletter is called Smart Dumb Stuff and it drops every Monday afternoon. Every edition of Smart Dumb Stuff includes a pop cult piece. It is written by our anonymous columnist who we call Frank. Frank stays anonymous so they can share exactly what they think on everything from reality television to Hollywood, the Royals and beyond. Oh, and then there's pop culture journalist Eilish Gilligan who writes Pop Alt, a piece about the niche internet-y things you need an explainer on. Smart Dumb Stuff is perfect for pop culture junkies who just want more content from shameless media so subscribe via the link in our show notes now to receive the next edition in your inbox bye